Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and my favorite uh, time stops because someone's moving so fast seen in a movie. I'm going to say it's Metro Man and Megamind when he has an existential crisis while a laser is shooting at him. I'm Eric, and my favorite time dilation super speed effect is from the... Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. The very first flash scene where, you know, he stops the car and truck from... Or well, I guess the truck is destroyed. Besides the point, the first scene with the flash. I'm Richard, and my favorite time dilation moment is when Quicksilver slows down time and listens to time in a bottle in X-Men Days of Future Past. Good song, good scene. Was that the first, like, the first, first one? Like, because I know th- when that one came out, it became the, uh, like, everyone started copying that one. But had it been done before? Well, yes. Over the Hedge had, did it, had done it before, at the very least. I'm pretty sure Stargate did it, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Like, conceptually, it's old. I mean, but I will admit that the uh, time in the bottle scene is the gold standard. Whether or not it's my favorite. It's it's just so good. It's very good, objectively. Now, none of these scenes we mentioned have anything, in fact, to do with the movie we're talking about. I mean, they do. It's all about time dilation. It's, it's thematic. Gotta, it happens in this movie. You gotta go fast. And this movie also has uh, some stuff we're going to use to fill these plot holes breadsticks and uh, endless pasta from the olive garden because when you're there your family family as here on plot holes we talk about the plot plots spackle. we're on plot spackle uh, here on plot spackle we t- we're going to talk <laughs> about the plot holes on in the movie sonic the hedgehog that's right we didn't actually get a sponsorship from olive garden they can give us 50 dollars for uh endless postables that, i mean that's yeah. That's at least as good as the government does, right? Right. But in case you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog was a movie that came out in 2019? Question mark? Question mark. Uh, 2020. It was that? Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog was a movie that was supposed to come out in 2019, and then everyone saw the Sonic the Hedgehog model's weird human teeth. And the internet threw... And his bizarre legs. Oh, yeah. Bizarre legs and bizarre hands. Basically, the model was horrific and was an abomination. And should be burned at and, the bottom of the... And would have areas. made the movie fill the same role of traumatizing kids' movies. Much like a... It, it would have gone Watership down. down. That's that's a level of terror that that sonic was producing look I, I think we, we shouldn't we shouldn't tiptoe around this issue this was a terrifying cosmic horror 
being released upon the world. Again, Paramount has done this before. But we will talk about that in the facts section. But so after the internet threw a collective fit. Paramount... Justified fit. <laughs> I, I didn't say it wasn't justified. I think it was very fied, I guess. Uh, the director decided to, you know what, we're going to push the movie back. And instead of having a Sonic the Hedgehog movie that was very similar to the Mario Brothers movie, he ended up making a very... They changed the model and made it more accurate to the original games. Which, not going to lie, made it a lot better. But the Sonic the Hedgehog movie starts with our titular hero, Sonic, stuck on Earth. He is in... He is stuck specifically in a town called Green Hills, where he is just kind of going stir crazy. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do and is leading a directionless life. In one moment of existential crisis, he causes an EMP wave that knocks out the entire power, all the power in the Pacific uh, Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Montana's not in the Pacific Northwest. No, but that's the wor- literal words they used to describe it in the film. Montana is definitely part of the uh, the Midwest. But it just knocked out the entire Pacific Northwest. Well, apparently Sonic was extremely... His EM wave wasn't... Yeah, it was it as large and destructive. It but, managed to knock out a satellite in orbit. I assumed it could make it to the Pacific Northwest. Okay, anyways, besides the point... Sonic does something bad, and it calls the attention of the government, who hires a special contractor named Robotnik. He is searching for Sonic, because Sonic has immense an immense power that he can then utilize to, I don't want to say help the world? Power his robots. You see, when you say power his robots, that's definitely not helping people. no. I never said he was helping people. He wants it to power his robots. Look, if he could, he would 100% build himself some kind of giant mecha. He wanted to be born in Japan, but it didn't work out. So now he's building his drones for efficiency. I feel like this whole thing draws back into the game. How uh, Robotnik has like animals inside of his robots. But I think in the game he was just capturing animals. That's the. But then he, you capture the animal, and then it like powers the robot. So the the animals are in all the robots because he wants everything to be efficient, and robots listen to orders. So really, he just wants the world to be a perfect place. He just wants to help the world and have him rule it. Yeah, he wants to help the world from his perspective. Yes, it's flawed. Well, not in his mind. But not in his mind. His goal is to help the world. But besides the point, Sonic is helped out by our one of our main protagonists, and I can't remember his name. Tom. Our, but his dentist calls him Tim. So Sonic is helped out by Tom? Question mark. Tom Wachowski. No, that sounds made up. Look, his dentist calls him Tim. Well, so Tom and Sonic then embark on a... Ru- a road trip adventure trying to get back to San Francisco because Sonic remembers that that is a very important place to him. Cause that's where he lost his rings. They fell through a portal. And so going to San Francisco, Robotnik is quickly catching up to them when they finally get to San Francisco. 
Sonic is able to have an immense, an excellent battle between Robotnik and his drones, ultimately causing Robotnik to be sent to a different dimension. And yeah, that's basically how the movie ends. Just like the games. I remember selecting Tom in the in the second player screen. And he just kind of hangs out at the opening scene, walking slowly with his small human feet, while player one is zooming off with the, with the Sonic. It's 100% accurate. Well, I mean, they, oh, in the you, game you're universe, the worst. <laughs> listen, Robotnik can run faster than Sonic with his little listen, human Listen, all feet. of our listeners who play the Sonic games and know and love the Sonic games, I apologize to all of you right now <laughs> eric and john are not sorry in any way uh, no uh, no sorry at all they except take joy I, in your suffering except yeah. i'm right sonic knows what it did robotnik runs faster than sonic shadow the hedgehog anyone well he uses chaos emeralds to and guns oh yeah he's the and guns one. <laughs> i mean you know it's we're, to harken back to our uh king kong episode guns definitely work you know Beauty killed the beast? No, bullets killed the beast. Lots and lots of bullets. But yeah, so uh, Bu- Dr. Robotnik is fast is canonically faster than Sonic. So Since Richard's here countering my made-up facts, maybe he'll give us some real facts. So yeah, the movie came out on the 16th of February, 2020, trying to save the world from the Cats movie, but it wasn't enough. It was too little, too late. It had an $85 million budget, earned uh, 58000 or $58 million in its opening weekend, had a $148 million by the end of its U.S. release, and is currently ticking up to $320 million worldwide. I have a question here. Is Sonic the highest grossing film from 2020? Probably. Did it have an actual... It had an actual theatrical release. It did. So that's probably going to be the main main um, deciding factor. Yeah. It had a fairly big release. Uh, it had a lot of fun Sonic tie-ins for people who uh, played the Sonic movies. Uh, but Sonic games. Sonic games, yeah. You, pl- you played the Sonic movies, right? All of them. <laughs> Those were oh. the 3D ones, right? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that like the CDI, like they did the Legend of Zelda on? Yeah. Wanda Gamelon. Uh-huh. Wanda Sonicalon or whatever it's called. The Wands of Gamelon. We don't talk about those. We watch people speed run them. Oh, I'm sorry. It's pretty funny. And you get to see that janky animation. Oh, boy. But speaking of janky animation and things that got fixed by Paramount, as I said, this is actually the third time Paramount has had to fix a character's design in post-production. The first time was Megatron in the 2007 Transformers, after the fans also complained that he looked nothing like what he was supposed to look like. And then the second time was when they, uh, was in like 2016, when they released their Monster Trucks movie and terrified all of the kids in the test audience with the design of the Monster Truck Monsters. What did the original Monster Truck Monsters look like? I tried to pull up pictures, but I couldn't find any. But apparently it was bad enough that they pushed back the release of the film by like I, I, I eight know, months. I know that it was pushed back. 
Is that the one with like the squid that? Yeah, they're like squids that hide in the truck, but then they yeah. can turn the wheels and act like a. And they they drink gasoline. Yeah, but apparently the initial design of them terrified their test audience children, and so they had to redo the monsters. And then we had Sonic, that uh, while it didn't terrify anybody, I mean, except the, except for the teeth, it and, mostly... And hands. Don't forget the hands. I mean, <laughs> and the, the legs. The hands weren't terrifying. The hands were just offensive. Listen, hands are disgusting, like, in everyday normal circumstances, and Sonic made it worse. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that Paramount needs to sit down... With their concept artist and say, look, we're giving you to uh, Blumhouse or Legendary, someone who makes scary monsters. You guys just, you're not working for us. But uh, there's a couple of fairly amusing things. Uh, like when he, when Sonic pulls open his uh, map that Longclaw gave him. There is a planet on there that looks like the logo for the Sega Saturn, and it gets crossed, and it's already crossed off on the map because there were no Sonic games on the Sega Saturn. Were there? I thought there was at least one. There were no Sonic games released for the Sega Saturn. That is one of the one big reason why people say it failed because it never got a Sonic game. Wasn't the Sega Saturn the one where they're like, yeah, this is going to be $400 or something. Something fairly expensive in 1996 or 7 when it came out. Dreamcast. No, then the PlayStation came out. It's like $200. And that's all they said. Cut that part out, Eric, if it's not true. But, <laughs> but yeah, Eric's no. going to do research in between. The uh, Sega Saturn never got a Sonic movie. And it was... Sonic game. Uh, yeah, Sonic game. And so it, it also didn't get a movie. It, I don't think it could play movies, but... Oh, no, it should have had a DVD drive. Ah, well... Did they not even do, like, a re-release on it? Like a Sonic trilogy? No. That's what they do nowadays. Why make new stuff where you can resell old stuff? With new skin. Not even that. But, yeah, there's a couple of just amusing bits. Uh, like, there's the family that's driving in the van, and they have a little chow figurine... From the Sonic Adventure games. Ah, their dashboard. I didn't even notice that. Um, let's see. There were a couple of other like specific references. Suddenly just want to do a segue about uh, family vacations being ruined by uh, movie events. It's a common theme here, guys. So before you go on a family road trip of any kind, you need to make sure that you're not going to cross through... A uh, an adventure movie, a uh, sci-fi movie, a horror film, none of those things, because you're just going to get thrown off course. Any more facts? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. That's all the interesting things? Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, there was a lot of upset with the German release of the film, because they, they cast a random, like a popular in germany youtuber as sonic as sonic who had never had any voice acting experience before huh that doesn't seem uh wise well he didn't ask for as much money I, mm. i'm sitting here thinking it's 
they were kind of a balance. The, they were trying to get like all the kids that liked his YouTube stuff. Because if you do YouTube long enough and are successful, you will have developed some. Especially if you're doing the voiceovers. Yeah, some like, basic voice control like concepts. And if he was really good, he'd have been taking classes for it. Hmm. At the same time, I mean, voice actors work for this. Give them their jobs. Yeah. And Don't give it to celebrities. Though, speaking of celebrities, there was a an entertaining moment. It was something that we actually kind of discussed as we were watching the movie, John. Uh, Jim Carrey has said that very little of the actual script for Dr. Robotnik ever made it on screen. And that 90% of his stuff was, was ad-libbed. Like, his entire uh, dance scene was improvised. Well, I, I did wonder that. And yeah, it makes sense. Like, with Jim Carrey, he, he strikes me as very energetic. And it's far easier to... Built around in front of a camera and let him go. Then tr- just try and put him in a box. Not that he doesn't have any sort of self control. Like just give him a little bit of direction. Like, okay, what do you want from the scene? This is what we want from the scene, and uh, use your improv skills. So, but yeah, like most of his stuff was improv. All right. So, shall we get into the meat of this podcast? Let's deal with these plot, plot holes. holes. So we're getting um, a list from Gamer Ant. Gamer Ant. And then a list off of Esquire. Wait, no, it's Gamera NT. <laughs> I mean, is I... that the latest release? Yeah, that's the that's the latest Gamera release. Gamera's a kaiju, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm not into that. Brought to you by John's Kaiju Corner. I haven't watched those Gamera either, but apparently the newest cam- Gamera sequence was actually good. Wait, they're actually still making Gamera? Like, he's the guy that's, like, it's opposite Godzilla, right? Like, yeah. Like, in terms of popularity, Godzilla's the best, but Gamera's, like, a cl- Gamera's second. the popular off-brand. Gamera is... The Shasta Cola to Godzilla's Coca Cola. Still good in, you know, some flavors, but it's not. Or maybe he's more like Fanta. Like, like he's not Pepsi. But, you know. He's a name brand generic? He's name brand generic. Kaiju with a Q U E. Or you could have just said, uh,. You know, Godzilla is Dr. Pepper. Gamera is uh, Mr. Pip. Couldn't get that doctorate. <laughs> All right, guys. First plot hole from Game Rant. How could Tom have called Wade during a blackout? The blackout knocked out power. They couldn't get anything on. And everyone's calling everyone else on phones. And as we know, phones are powered by electricity. And none of the electricity was working. Therefore... Boom. Game, set, match. Movie is done. We beat it. Sorry, guys. Well, um, if we remember, you know, back from ye olden days in, you know, the 90s, landlines run on a different power system. They don't rely on the city power. They get all their electricity through the through the cable itself. They, 
and and this is a small town that uses like landlines for a lot of it probably oh man man maybe i shouldn't have gone for an article written by someone young don't be ageist john they just don't know things like how landline works which is what was being used to call people and people were answering with landlines that's a redundant system and that's a good thing right everyone the to to quote a very great engineering standard the best part is no part because it can't fail redundant 100% redundancy yeah so just remember that that, that there's useful landline that was what you did you, power went out you, you picked up the phone the and you called the uh, power company that was a thing you could do i mean you still technically can do it and that's why people's or that's why you know if you're doing emergency preparedness they still recommend have a landline so that you can call people in case of an emergency because landlines unlike cell phone towers do not get over well they do get filled up but not as bad as cell phone towers all right oh that was the first one you win this match uh sonic the movie all right well how about this one let's uh Let's keep piling on. So why was the government completely inept? I don't see how this is a plot hole at all. Well, they hired Dr. Robudnik, apparently. That seems like a bad idea. It probably was. Like, I mean, it seems to have been a bad idea, but it's almost like military contractors get chosen for things based on how much money they're going to give, give uh, government sponsors. And didn't they, like, didn't they do a quick glance over like okay we don't understand what's going on let's hire in a specialist they did yes they were able to uh correctly prove uh point out all of the things that it wasn't no meteorites no solar flares no emp bombs no regular bombs no power station failings something's weird so we're gonna call in the weirdest guy we know an expert on weird and on paper, he seems... Well-qualified. Well-qualified. I mean, he's got five doctorates. He does happen to have really advanced drone systems. And holographic. He's just someone you don't actually want to talk to or be around. He's just a, a sociopath. All right. But who is... Longclaw. Longclaw is the Obi-Wan Kenobi mentor figure who raised Sonic. Yeah, but but where does where does like what they say that she eats mice. But she's not on Earth, and there's Sonic and these echidnas. Does that mean she's eating sentient mice? No, because the sentient mice escaped from that world a long time ago, and a notable leader of them found a uh friend on earth that man's name was walt and that mouse's name was mickey 1928 1928 that was official touchdown and so longclaw uh, had to eat mice from earth which is why uh earth wasn't like existent within the spheres that sonic could go to because you know you want that mouse meat but you had to have imitation mouse meat for the hundred or so years since the mice left 
and your brutal uh, race could no longer eat the mice people. So you had to, but you found out about the less sentient mice that are a lot easier to catch on Earth. I see. And that's why Longclaw stole the rings from the Echidna people. I mean, I, I kind of thought she just collected them along the way. What, you think they're just like floating in like columns around the map or something? No, or like she's gathering like... up in the air like a big cloud and you have to use little springboards to get up there? No, no. They... She can fly. There's a different place, but we'll get to that. There's a different plot hole that it all ties into. But I think she stole the rings from the Echidnas. All right. Now here's one. So we know Sonic is fast. We know he is run around the room while essentially everything is frozen fast. How did he get shot by a sedative? Turns out that he was startled and was unprepared to go super speed. I mean, just because he's moving fast doesn't mean that things aren't moving. Like, if he's not paying attention, then... It's the, look, stress causes you to react in irrational and unpredictable ways. He was stressed, then he was surprised. He was, in fact, in the middle of screaming when he got shot, and Tom didn't mean to shoot him either. Like, that, there was kind of a whole deal about that. I also think maybe, kind of, he didn't want to run. He finally gets to talk to Donut Lord. Like, like that was part of his whole shock, is... Like, he wants to, he quote-unquote wants to be caught? Yeah, he, he's been caught, and he kind of wanted to be caught, and now he's dealing with these conflicting uh, emotions of, you know, all his life he's had to hide, and he's been fighting against it, but now it's there, and it's a lot more terrifying than he thought it was. Oh, why, there's, why does my leg hurt? Why can't I feel my leg? It feels like peanut butter. And so, like, they, they talk about how, you know, they do the whole time slow down when he moves fast. But he has to make that choice to move fast. He spends a lot of his time interacting on a completely normal level with people. He just turns out he got shot because he was surprised. He wasn't tapping into the speed force. Wrong. That's the wrong universe, John. I, I feel like it has a lot of overlap. And all right, I'll admit it's the wrong universe because it's part of an entirely different universe or different franchise. At least we don't want Warner Brothers to sue us or at least until Disney buys them. And then we don't want Disney to sue us. All right. Because you know what's going to happen. Everyone will be under the, the mouse's kingdom. But okay, let's get back into Sonic. So where do the rings come from? So well, the, the, you want you want the real answer? This is the deep lore. Are you ready for this? Deep lore. The rings were forged in the fires of Mount Doom at the beginning of time under the tutelage of the Dark Lord Sauron and his pet echidna. In the lands of Middle-earth. Okay, so you're wrong. No. no this is the, the Sonic games happen during the Age of Man. At the end of the Age of Man, specifically. After the elves have faded into the West. Okay, well, Sauron didn't... He only made one ring... He helped. He only told people about the One Ring. You think you he think one just and made a whole butt ton that allowed you to teleport. And he's like, "Does this ring work how I want?" 
No, I'll throw it in the little bag, I guess. Ah. If he's willing to lie about making the one ring, you think he's that's that much of a stretch to say that he made a bunch of others? And think about the other parallels here. What is Sonic's real power? Gotta go fast? No. It's friendship. What brings him back to life at the end of the movie? Going fast? No. He is when he said that he when uh, Donut Lord says, and he's my best friend. And then we get blue lightning and Sonic co- Sonic coming back. What else is powered by friendship? The doors to Moria. Huh. I thought that was just the word, like not powered by Speak friendship. Speak friend and enter. You see, within the Lord of the Rings world, the words, word friend has power. Words have power. And so words have power over Sonic and they have rings. So what we're seeing now is why the elves were leaving to the West. We also have speaking powerful birds. Who was keeping the ring safe? So I'm just I'm trying to process all this with <laughs> my Lord of the Rings knowledge and my granted lack of Sonic knowledge. But it doesn't, I mean, I guess if you jam those puzzle pieces hard enough in, they'll fit. Remember, where does the square piece go? That's right. In the square hole. Where does the rectangle go? In the square hole. Where does the triangle go? In the square hole. We'll probably have to post that. uh, (laughs) What was it? A TikTok or whatever? Uh Yeah. We'll put it in those liner notes. But that that is our thought. This This is the lost story. The reason the elves left was to avoid the future because they knew they were going to live to it. They're elves. They live forever. And they're going to live to see the rise of the anthropomorphic animals. And the elves are like, no, no furries. We're out. And so they just pieced out. And then the age of man happened. And now we're moving from the age of man into the age, the age of Sonic. Where they're going after the powerful rings. I don't think the magical gemstones. In all honesty, I don't think we should call it the Age of Sonic, guys. If we're going to be thematic, it should just be called Genesis. There you go. And we do know that this world, for instance, doesn't have Cairo. So it's not our world. Because when we get to the Cairo scene, or when they're going through past the pyramids, Cairo doesn't exist. It's just a reasonable facsimile of Earth. It's not actually our Earth. Their Olive Garden probably is entirely different from our Olive Garden. Their Olive Garden actually has a Jeff Stormer that's the official RPG designer. So there you go, Eric. So that was the real one. What was the fake one, I guess? Oh, the the fake one? The fake uh, reason where do the rings come from? Um, They were invented by by an ancient Echidna dynasty. That you were used to power their empire, and it was stolen. They were stolen from the echidnas by uh, Longclaw, who wanted to eat mice from Earth. Makes sense. I mean, everyone's a monster, really. I mean, you could go with that one, or you could go with the fat. Go with the Middle Earth lore. I like the Middle Earth lore. Okay. <laughs> I think that's all I, I can mean. I mean, Lord of the Rings. Who else would be, according to Sonic logic, who would be Lord of the Rings? Sonic, because he has all the rings. 
I mean, you can't call yourself the Lord of the Rings if you only have one. Well, I'm pretty sure the the One Ring by Sauron was, com- you know, was able to command all the other rings that were forged by. Except it didn't, because it didn't actually command the dwarves or the elves. No, it commanded the dwarves. It caused them to become more um, uh, greedy. Greedy, but it also made them not help each other people as much, like more selfish. So it made them more like elves? No, it made them more like dwarves. I'm going to call the elves here. They weren't yeah. like going out of their way to help people. Like maybe that's why they couldn't be con- uh, corrupted. because I mean, they were all freaking Mirkwood? That's why, why they wouldn't um, be corrupted because they were already pretty bad. But this isn't a Lord of the Rings podcast. Well, we haven't. We're not. It is now Sonic and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what would our Lord of the Rings? Podcast oh, that's be called? that's what happened to the Hobbits. Eventually, they turned into the animal people. They live in burrows. They were. That's already started. Their feet are growing fur. And eventually, they're all going to be covered in fur. I'm pretty sure. And their metabolisms already... from eating second, third, and fourth breakfast just. And staying will accelerate and accelerate until. Can't tell me a hobbit wouldn't love a chili dog. Well, of course a hobbit would love a chili dog, but you know, as long as it has you know some nice cheese, and a good side of beans, and bunch of onions, obviously some ale. Um, what other what other spread could we put on that hobbit? Whatever you have around the kitchen, really. There the tamale. There's always food available, especially if it's snackable. But we should probably hop back into Sonic before we develop <laughs> delve too deeply into this Lord. If of the we Rings. delve too deeply, we'll find the original Sonic concept art when it was like when they were looking over at cats and copying their work. Anyhow, so how did Robotnik go as fast as Sonic when he only had a single quill to power things? Well. Because much like uh, the Godzilla energy beam, <laughs> that's how it works. That's just a way to tap into another power source. The Chaos Emeralds. So are the Chaos Emeralds giving the uh, Sonic... But, uh, should we even explain what Chaos em- Emeralds are? Like, Does the talk- games really bother to explain what Chaos Emeralds are? Aren't they just like the Sonic Emeralds Emer- that cause creation? Well, you see, that depends on whether or not you go with Sonic Deep Lore or not. Because essentially, the, so- the Chaos Emeralds were powered by all the thoughts and evil deeds and garbage of the world and the universe as a whole compressed into a shining focal point that's why they're called the chaos emeralds so yes uh it's powered by garbage i only bring that up because the movie didn't actually explain what chaos emeralds are the movie doesn't bring up chaos emeralds at all or specifically chose not to or it's uh it doesn't really bring up sonic's power but we could go it's either deriving from the same source or it could be came from friendship robotnik doesn't have very many friends He's his own best friend. But, so if his, if Sonic's power comes from friendship, then just imagine how great a friend Robotnik would be with the amount of power he gets from one friendship quill. If he would bother being a friend, but he's a jerk. He doesn't, like, we know he has this uh, stone with him, and he doesn't treat stone very well. And he should treat stone very well. I mean, stone is a very, um... He's very caring. He's very caring. 
when he sees the guy peel out and take off running, does he call the cops or try to stop him? No, he goes to check on his friend, Dr. Robotnik. He goes to check on Robotnik. Because that was what's the most important thing to him is not doing the job. The most important thing is that his friend is okay. Dr. Robotnik, you wit, you're wasted on stone. <laughs> giving all your friendship to robots that can't even love you back. Really, sure I think Robotnik is afraid of friendship. Think about how powerful he could have been. Yeah. And also, maybe it's just efficiency. Like, he just is more efficient at tapping into the power. I mean, it turns out you can refine a, refine a uh, power source. Yeah. And Sonic is barely in control of his powers, actually, at this point. Like, he barely learned that he could even do this. Okay, so Sonic's learning. You know, setting up the second film. And I think that the quills are, are more of a conduit. It's, you can put as much power as you need through them. Just because Sonic has access to more power doesn't mean he can use it. Better storage but more efficient power use. All right, so here we go. How did that turtle survive? All right, what turtle? The turtle at the beginning, uh, Sonic uh, takes the turtle for a run, you know, going Sonic speed per hour. This poor turtle hasn't gone more than, you know, two miles per hour in its life, maybe gone 500 yards total walking distance. And here it is, seeing the world at high speed, it's it's just it's dangerous. That turtle's getting worn away. It's gonna he get let's go of the turtle at one point. And I don't know if Sonic noticed fast enough to actually get back in time to save the turtle from hitting the ground at high speeds. Shell or not, that turtle is soup. Well, I'm gonna say that clearly he caught it before it hit the ground. And at that point, Sonic was only going uh like 298 300 miles an hour we have it clocked on the radar gun and the turtle can definitely survive that speed because we can transport turtles on like supersonic jets there it's fine turtle is fine now turtle's fine and as long as sonic went ran back and caught this caught the turtle before it hit the ground Turtle's fine. It's definitely shaken. But uh, I think the turtle's okay. Turns out that uh, you you can actually accelerate them faster. Not on their own, but they can go faster? They can. So you're saying the tortoise and the hare should really have been more like a Looney Tunes Roadrunner-style cartoon where the turtle's trying to catch up to the, the hare? By uh, buying a bunch of rockets and attaching it to himself? Uh, and then no. launching off? Because that kind of defeats the purpose of the story. I think it's a, a pretty good idea to just, you know, when you have to overcome a problem, don't just work at it. Be Get an clever. Over-engineered solution? Over-engineered solutions. And uh, probably explosives if you can get them. Alright. Alright, then moving on to the next plot hole. So... Who were those echidnas after Sonic? They were the echidnas who were after Sonic. Well, in this case, we'll go, we're going to have to go with they're probably a setup for Sonic 2, 
where they're going to get more into the Chaos Emeralds thing, and Sonic is tapping into uh, Chaos Emerald powers. Uh, we know Knuckles is going to be in the Sonic 2 movie, and Knuckles is an echidna. So, yeah, they're just... It's probably a throw, like, a little Easter egg to let people know that, hey, Knuckle, the Knuckles people is in this movie. And maybe also a nod to the fact that there was more to Sonic than meets the eye than Hedgehog that can run. Yeah. Gotta go fast. Yeah. He's got the electric power. Plus, the echidnas are probably servants of Sauron. We we gotta get to that. That's Yeah. I mean, they, they were trying to track down the rings. If, if hedgehogs are the equivalent of the elves... No, the hedgehogs are the equivalent of the hobbits. The echidnas then are like the twisted hobbits. Wouldn't they be Nazgul if they're hunting down the rings? No, because not everyone who was hunting the rings was Nazgul. Those are people who had the power of the rings and were hunting after them. So, like, Tells or Longclaw would be, would be Nazgul. Except, like... Longclaw would qualify more like more like the elves because they had they had them and were ostensibly the good guys. Uh, these would be more like the uh, Southlings. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so the Echidnas are the Southlings. Okay. Of Lord of the uh, Hundred Rings. <laughs> so this one is why was Sonic thinking so specifically? of San Francisco. And I think that they didn't watch the movie. Yeah, this was kind of obvious because Tom was wearing the San Francisco shirt. Sonic looks at the uh, shirt and says San Francisco. And that is the only thing he's like trying to think of as his mind is going blank from the, the trank. Yeah. And specifically it has a picture of that building. And so that's how we get a portal to that building in San Francisco. It was explained in the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird. We don't know exactly how the rings work, but it did work that way. All right, and that's really it for plot holes. I mean, ask how Tells fits in all this, but the answer is, it doesn't matter because that's not the point of this movie. It's not part of this plot. This was the after credit stinger, and the answer is, he's looking for Sonic. Mm -hmm. That's where he fits in. Sonic exists in this movie to set up the second movie. That's all. Tails exists in this movie. That's what I meant. Tails exists in this movie to set up the second movie. Or at least tease the second movie. But you said, Richard, that you have a second list. There is a second list. A not-so-good list. A not-so-great list off of Esquire, where the person complains that the film is a flimsy, inarticulate mess and somehow earned the biggest opening of any video game movie ever. And they're like, well, I have questions. Maybe some of you who apparently loved this film can help explain, because I've completely lost my rings. And I thought we could help him out. All right. Because he has a bunch of questions that we could answer fairly quickly. Why is Sonic raised by a large owl named Longclaw? Did she marry a large hedgehog and give birth to Sonic? Is he part owl? It's called adoption. Adopt, don't shop. Who named him Sonic? Since his mother is named Longclaw, shouldn't Sonic have a name that somehow correlates to his appearance, like Small Nose? No, that's a thing that owls do. You name your kid after a fast food place that'll serve a food that they might enjoy. Sonic is named after Sonic 
restaurants, which serves chili dogs. And he likes chili dogs. That's that's very prescient of uh, Longclaw. Longclaw didn't name him. Longclaw found the kid in the basket with the, the name on, on a note. Oh, that's hedgehog tradition then? Yeah, that's a hedgehog tradition. Okay. Uh, number three, the town in the film is called Green Hill Zone. Does this imply that all the places in the Sonic movie are named after Sonic levels? I remember the San Francisco level and the Paris level and the uh, Great Wall level. Those are all from the Sonic where you have Tom as the second player. Oh. They obviously didn't play that game, as did most people, because this game does not exist. Why do people call Sonic a hedgehog? If he's an alien, shouldn't he have an alien name that doesn't have its roots in Earth-dwelling species? Because he's not an alien... He's trans-dimensional being who is a version of animals on Earth, like owls, echidnas, and foxes with two tails. Let me remind me, do they even call him a hedgehog in this movie? They do. At one point, Sonic himself says that he's a hedgehog when everyone keeps referring to himself him as a blue thing. The blue devil. Yeah, so he claimed to be a hedgehog, which is the name of his species. So we'll say that there's multiple words for same things, and so he speaks... English, and he calls himself a hedgehog, ergo. He's Sonic the Hedgehog. He is a hedgehog. That is, it might be different, but we call, we say monkey, and we could also mean an ape, which is entirely different from a monkey. And extremely disrespectful, John. They are great apes, thank you very much. Not good apes. I don't think they're, I don't think they're as great as they say they are. Look. Um, You dissing my boy Harambe? Yeah, I'm dissing Harambe. Let's just turn you down. (laughs) All right. Next stop on this list. Sonic is fast enough to play baseball against himself. This can make sense for baseball, but how does this logic work when he acts as his own therapist in the film? Does he process trauma differently because he runs so fast? I think they're reading too much into a gag. Or it turns out that he is surprisingly emotionally mature. He just wants someone to talk to and he's pretending to talk to someone else it could have been a volleyball i doubt this person complained about a wilson wilson in castaway who knows when sonic runs too fast while playing baseball he shuts down power on almost the entire western half of america wouldn't this loss of electricity cause major pandemonium all over the country and around the world yes yes turns out that that was part of the movie uh shouldn't sonic be deafeningly loud since he's constantly breaking the sound barrier no Actually, this is a bit of uh, Sonic going fast has some sort of uh, non-interaction with the air around him. Probably due to deal with dark matter or quantums. Just say chaos energy. Chaos energy. Because we know, for instance, when he runs to the ocean. There is no sonic boom. There's no sonic boom. He gets wet at the ocean. When he runs back, he is still wet. He does not dry off um, as he would going at those speeds. So we know that he does not interact with the air. Or he's super absorbent. Possibly very super absorbent. We know that friendship is correlated to uh, to how absorbent you are. And he does like a lot of... He does. He's big into that friendship thing. Sonic learns to drive by reading the manual of James Marsden's truck. But do car manuals actually teach you how to operate a vehicle? Have you read yeah. your car manual? Also, that's a joke, right? Like, the car manual literally tells you how to operate the car. And 
in addition, when he's like learns to drive, they kind of point out that when he was first put in charge of the truck, it's in cruise. He just has to steer. And then he asks him to hit the brake and Sonic is confused as to which one is the brake. Like, yeah, so he's looking at the, the manual because it does include a list of all the parts of your vehicle and what they do. That's why it's so many pages. Cars still come with manuals, right? Like, yeah, like every car I've owned has included the manual. I mean, well, our our pilot didn't include the manual, but that's just because the person we bought it from didn't have a manual. So you can having look at... recently bought a car, it came with a manual. It's like you can find the manual online. Does this person not read the manual? That is extremely unsafe. You should read that thing. Uh, like I said, I'm not certain this person watched the movie. Because, like, for instance, the next one, when James, when Sonic and James Marsden enter the roadside bar, Patron says, we don't like your kind here. What kind? Hipsters. New alien hedgehogs? They say hipsters. Yeah, I'm like, they, they specify what kind they don't like. Sonic disguises himself in the, cowboy, is a, in the movie as a cowboy. At the bar, patrons seem to think he's a small child. Do children in the Sonic movie universe normally appear like feral anthropomorphized critters? They do say, what's up with the mask he's wearing? And it's explained as he's actually older, but has a crippling skin condition. And the person's like, well, I should probably be nice then instead of a jerk, like the person who wrote this article. And uh, why does uh, James Morrison's fiance sister hate him so much? He seems like a nice, caring person. I think she just has personal issues. And her sister moved out to the middle of nowhere in Montana. Yeah. And she doesn't get to see her sister anymore. It's kind of the, like, in-law joke or whatever. Like, you hate your mother-in-law or something. Like, even though your mother-in-law is a saint, but it's the joke saying, oh, no, I hate her. I wish she were dead or whatever. Except for this is less of a joke. She's always, like, it's clear they kind of don't like each other. How did Sonic find a pair of sneakers that can withstand legs that move as fast as the speed of light? They don't. They tend to get uh, worn down rapidly. Isn't that a major plot point of the movie? Yeah. He has to find new sneakers? That... Well, he doesn't have to find new sneakers, but he is given new sneakers. Because they got worn down because of all the running he did. Yeah. Just look at his feet. He tears through the socks. Where did Sonic learn to read, communicate with humans, use nunchucks, and floss? Well, he's been on Earth since he was a smaller hedgehog to now where he's a larger hedgehog and has ob- does a lot of observing. And it seemed like given that we didn't have to deal with subtitles and a different language at the beginning of the movie, they also spoke spoke English with Longclaw and Sonic there. That's just a fairly common sci-fi trope. Like, all aliens speak English just because it saves on time. And, you know, okay, we're going to spend half the episode having our protagonist learning an alien language. And yes, that's moving. Using nunchucks, I'm going to say it's because he watched a lot of kung fu movies through other people's through other people's windows. Or, I mean, it might be a small town, but maybe they have a dojo and nunchuck classes are a thing and he watched them. He's like, "What's going on in here?" He's like, "That's so cool. I'm going to watch this." Cuz you know, if Sonic saw someone using nunchucks, he would watch it and be like, "This is cool." Like it fills falls within the Sonic wheelhouse. Just like he tried to imitate Keanu Reeves. Alright. If Sonic is this fast, can't he just stop Dr. Robotnik by running into his drone machine and destroying things? I mean, yes, he could, but that would hurt Sonic, too. I mean, it's almost like he did that in the car chase. 
he he ramped up and ran into the bus and it exploded. Yeah, and he was destroying the drones using their own explosives, which is a good idea because that way you deal with both the drone and the missile that's been fired already. Man. This uh, person didn't watch it. The, the mushroom they? planet that the film keeps referring to, is that a dig on the Mario Brothers Mushroom Kingdom? Um, no, but maybe. It It's almost like there's a place called the Mushroom Hill Zone in the Sonic games. That's the second world after Green Hills. Which was why he was going to go there next. I'm not certain this play, person has played any of the Sonic games, much less walked the Sonic movie. I, I'm willing to accept that maybe it's a little bit uh, of a dig, but not... They didn't say, let's do a dig. They said, what's what's the next level after Green Hills? And it's always the Mushroom Hill Zone. And so like, all right, so that's where he's going to go after Green Hills, Montana. So he's got to go to the Mushroom Planet. The guy's like, huh, they have mushrooms in Nintendo. So it was probably something more like that. What happened to James Marston's career that led him to take third billing in the Sonic movie? I don't know. I mean, he only wanted to be in the top grossing film of 2020. Let's see. Seems like it wasn't a bad career move to me. What was the last thing he was in? Um, I think it was Transform. Was he in Transformers? Uh, he was one of the Transformers. Might have been in a... Let's see. According to his most recent filmography, uh, he's slated for Disenchanted, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, he was on The Stand. Uh, he was part of the Miss America TV series, Dead to Me TV series. Uh, before this, he was in Henchman, Westworld, Shock and Awe, um, Unfinished Business, The Loft... Days of Future Past, you know. Oh yeah, he's Beast, isn't he? Uh huh. That that movie with the really good time slowdown thing. So you're saying that time slowdown scenes are related to James Marston? It mostly has to depend with the person's agent, though. That like when they sign their contract, they figure out exactly where you're going to show up in the in the billing, and he has to compete with the act the protagonist of the movie, you know, Ben Schwartz. Yeah, he's not going to be Sonic. And Jim Carrey. I mean, I assume Jim Carrey probably has a better agent than uh, the other guy. So, yeah. There's... I think that what happened in his career is he wanted money and didn't care what his billing was for Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, he didn't say to himself, oh yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is going to make or break my career. Next plot hole. Heavy air quotes. Uh, has anyone on the Sonic movie writing team ever played a Sonic game? I'm not certain this person who writing the article has, so I'm not sure who you are to judge. Why didn't Paramount allow the visual effects artists enough time to make Sonic look good? They did. They just had a different opinion of what good was going to be. Uh, what do people like about this movie? Um, it's a fun video game movie? that has. I'd like say a it's a fun video game movie, but also it's a fun kids movie yeah like I, I feel fine showing it to my five-year-old like no problem and then his question is how did the movie turn out to be worse than cats it didn't oh i'm pretty sure the guy's probably waiting for the butthole edition of uh, cats the fabled butthole edition. i kind of get the feel feeling that this guy 
like wanted evil sonic he wanted the teeth i i feel like he just wanted to dislike this film yeah though in my mind i am feeling that the most terrifying thing would actually be the cat's version of sonic where they're all just little people no where it's actually like yeah like a person in like a skin tight suit with like spiky hair in the whole movie just being sonic thanks john i hate it (laughs) think of it think of it and cry i am really glad i can't see pictures in my head but yeah so that's all our plot holes that that's the list of plot holes you were right richard that list was terrible that was a horrible list i'd rather watch sonic than than read that list yeah the i'd rather watch wing commander than read this list again these are the kinds of as an example, people, I always complain about how people talk about plot holes but never list any. This is the kind of things we get. People who didn't watch the movie are just trying to be smart. Smart and snarky, because that's what the internet But they all fell about. at it? Yeah, he, had it, he said he had his list of 20 things that were plot holes, and he gave up even trying to find plot holes by the end with what happened to actors' careers and... How is this worse than a different movie? And sorry, guy. I don't think you watched it because you missed out on clear, obvious plot points. And then you were like, did anyone play any of the games? But also didn't manage to catch Mushroom Hill Zone. Maybe if it was Casino Zone or whatever, that would have been. Uh, You see, the working title for the film was Casino Night. That's. That's fun trivia. Like, I feel like they should have hit Vegas, like I was saying. They should have gone they through can't. Vegas. Casino exists in the same world as as Cairo. Oh. Maybe in the second movie they will, though. I feel like in the second movie we're going to get a lot more um, Sonic staples, like the robot animals, Robotnik in, like, a fat suit. Maybe mushrooms blow chew or something, or it's a different flight suit. Possibly. But, the, yeah, like... Ugh. Should we talk about what we liked about this movie, though? Yes, let's talk about things or we liked about thoughts. this film. Like I said, uh, this is a pretty good family film. Just for on that spectrum alone. Like, if there wasn't any video games called Sonic, you, this movie could still exist and do fine. Like, it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And people would call it derivative of other things. But it stands alone. And as far as video game adaptations of games, like, it, it is one of the single best video game movies. Like, I don't... It came out around the same time as Detective Pikachu, but I think this is a better... It came out, like, I think a, a year, year later. A year later. I would still put them in the same, like... Not age bracket, but just... Sphere of influence. And I would probably say Sonic is the better video game movie. Whereas Detective Pikachu is just set in a video game world. Well, see, there is actually a Detective Pikachu game series. Which is one of the reasons why Detective Pikachu is so late on our list. Mm, I was thinking it was just the Pokemon world. But nope, there is in fact a Detective Pikachu video games. Then we will talk about that later. But yeah. 
I would still con- I'd still think Sonic is the better video game movie. I'd say um, going back and changing Sonic's look to match what the uh, fans wanted was the best plan. Like yes. Sonic went so far based off of character design and animation. Like the first three games, that is the strongest point. That Sonic is a far more identifiable character than Mario, and ooh, that is actually not true, John. Oh no, it's so- Sonic. You know what Sonic's about. Yeah, do, but... do, do you know what Mario's about just by looking at him? No. You're you're going mm-hmm. off of better known, but not like uh, okay, yeah, like the animation and character design. Okay, you like know when Sonic you see, goes fast. You know what he is about. He is about going fast. You leave him sitting on the screen. He starts tapping his foot and looking at you. You know he's got a little bit of attitude, but he's mostly a good guy. Like, uh, yeah, heck, I'll shill for it. There is a whole, like, two-hour thing about the animation on the Sonic games that is actually really interesting. If you like Sonic or game animation, well worth watching. Uh, that's Play Frame, Play Frame Plus, right? Uh, New Frame Plus. But like, if you look up the animation of Sonic on YouTube, it's there, and it's it's a fascinating look. And they talk about a lot about how much they worked within those limitations to make Sonic be a recognizable character and tell you who he was and what he was about without any kind of voice acting or dialogue. Yeah, Sonic had style, and by actually tapping into that style instead of creating their own thing, they made it Sonic. Like, if they changed Sonic's design, the movie wouldn't have worked much at all, I don't think. If they'd gone with the weird human teeth, weird legs. Let Sonic be a little cartoony. It's part of his way he works. I mean, he goes super fast, rolls into a ball, and can smash things. It's Realism doesn't count here. It's more about feeling like it works than actually sitting down with the numbers. Yeah, and you want to feel like... You want to feel that Sonic goes fast, and you want him to have, like, an attitude. And they did a good job with that in this film. Like... I feel there's a couple of bits in the road trip where I'm just like, ugh, Donut Lord is a saint because I would have punched that kid. Like, kid, uh, here, have some Benadryl. Sleep through the rest of the trip. But I'm going to point out, he would have gone through so much Benadryl because he burnt through. He burnt through the tranquilizer meant for a bear that 100% should have killed him based on body mass. So he's probably pretty resistant to uh to drugs. I'm just saying that like his character is incredibly patient. Because I would not have been that patient. I also feel like on some level though that Sonic is probably a lot more calm than people give him credit for. It's just the world is moving so slow for him. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why he's a uh seems impatient is because you you've been waiting for an hour he's been waiting for like eight it's a lot just time slower for him we see how slow it can get but yeah like i think they did a good job with it 
it's where do we put it on your uh, video game island? Now, does, does this replace Street Fighter, John? I don't think it replaces Street Fighter because Street Fighter is great because I feel like the more I watch it, the more terrible things I'm going to notice. And you can hate watch Street Fighter and anything that you're going to get stuck with on an island, you're going to hate watch eventually. And you don't want to end up hate watching Sonic the Hedgehog. I think it wouldn't be as enjoyable hate watching Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Like it has to be the right balance. I'll say Sonic is a better movie, but it's not going to be the one you're going to get stuck on an island with. Yeah. What about you, Eric? John brings up some good points. Just it's Street Fighter. It's so bad, but good. But Sonic's is just a Sonic is just a good movie, but. Yeah, I'm going to get bored of it after a while. But Street Fighter's just so bad. All right. I think I'm probably in the same camp. I had to think about it for a while to make the choice because I'm like, Sonic, like, I would enjoy more time with Sonic. But at the same time, I don't, like, I think I would get bored of it sooner. Yeah, see, that's that's my whole point there, is if you're stuck with the one movie, and it's not like, like, if I knew that I was going to get st- uh, rescued in a week. Sure, Sonic the Hedgehog. So- Sonic the Hedgehog would be fine. But if you're going to spend, like, two years. Yeah, if I'm sitting there with my volleyball named Wilson, I'm quoting M. Bison to him and saying, let's watch Street Fighter again. Have a bad day, you watch Street Fighter. You have a good day, you watch Street Fighter. So to help, to let's put a little life in Sonic's corner. Then, are you guys excited for the sequel coming out soon? Oh, I'll, I'll go watch it. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I am because I was pretty hesitant before this movie came out that it was going to be terrible. Because admittedly, video game movies don't have the best track record. This is true, and I was pleasantly surprised with this. Like they did a good job. I was pleased with the director's decision to not immediately go supersonic because it means that there is room for the plot to go there is new directions you can take it and add things in with the sequel instead of just going here's the sonic movie again here's shadow the hedgehog everyone's favorite that'll be when the sonic movies jump the shark when it goes to space Straight to DVD. <laughs> but, like, I, th- I think that was a good decision. And, like, we have a confirmed cast. We have... Do they have a confirmed actor? I think it's the same actors. I think... But, I mean, for Knuckles. Um, I can look it up right really quick. I'm not 100% sure, though. No. As of right now, no. There's no Knuckles. Or an announced Knuckles, at least. They might have one, but they're keeping it under wraps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, they they did a good job selling the character and making the plot interesting. And they left it open for places for the plot to go. I mean, they used some standard tropes. Sure. Powered by friendship. Powered by friendship or just the, oh, how did I get here? But it is also a children's movie, though. Yeah. 
So it gets a lot of fl- uh, leeway for that. It's not like they were trying to make some uh, post-apocalyptic Blade Runner ripoff uh, out well, of Sonic. They could have. They actually did cut down a bunch of stuff because the original cut of the film was PG-13. And they specifically cut it down to be PG so that you could take kids to it without feeling any kind of guilt. That's fair, because like that's that's the great target audience. Which, here is actually, the parents were the people who played Sonic, and the kids are the ones who know Sonic as a character, but not maybe as the games. Yeah. And, like, that's that's one of the interesting things, like, if you go with the Sonic games, because you will get fans of all of the different Sonic games, and they do not agree on which games are the best games, because you'll get uh, diehard classic Sonic fans, and then you'll get the people who did, like, the 3D Adventure Sonic games. Those people and, don't exist. Uh, no, you're thinking of the one the ones who are the diehard fans of Sonic 2006. And what about the werehog? The werewolf one. Well, I guess not a werewolf. It's a werehog. Sonic. Isn't that Sonic Unleashed or something? Yeah. It's terrible. And <laughs> Sonic games had a hard time. But there are like there are people who like all of them. And there are fierce divides among the fandom. Now, to be fair, I thought there was a final consensus that the best Sonic game was one that wasn't made by Sega, the Sonic the Mania. The most recent, they they go, the most recent Sonic, good good Sonic game was Sonic Mania. And, uh, there, but that's, that's I mean, again a fairly good one. I mean, it's obviously derivative of the classic 2D Sonic games, so it has benefit of hindsight. So we've learned from that is Sonic Classic is the standard of Sonic. It's what you want your Sonic to be. And again, like like they talk about in the animation one, the the best Sonic in the 3D for animation is definitely not the best Sonic for gameplay because that one was Sonic Boom, where they did character redesigns but gave them a lot more of the cartoony aspects, which felt which fits a lot more with the kind of characters they're portraying. Instead of these super giant hands. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about with Sonic? Um, do the rings disappear after being used or do they go someplace else? Like when you use a ring, is that ring done or does it return to some other location? I think it goes to a different location. So like Dragon Balls? Yeah. So the only way to get rid of a ring is to throw it into Mount Doom? Yes. You have to specifically unmake a ring. You can't get rid of a ring of power just by using it. Was that actually like a fell safe when Sauron was making the rings? Was he's all like, all right, so these can teleport and then they come back to my uh, cache when, uh, when they're done. So I know that they're, they're there. Possibly. Like he's thinking, maybe I should have done this with my, my super ring, but you know, yeah, this good enough. Well, mm-hmm. time to go smash some humans. Well, maybe they were knocking at the door before he had a chance to put the teleportation powers in the one ring. It's like, oh, I'll get to this in a bit. And then you're going to see what these elves want. What's this? Uh, a host of humans and elves. Nah, they'll, they'll be killing each other in no time. What's that? They're working together. 
<laughs> well, I can't have that. Let's go smash some. Well, we still need to thank our patrons. We do. I gotta go fast for you guys, the patrons. You know what? The uh, the show is not fueled by friendship, but we're glad to have yours. Look, we'd give you a ring of power. But uh, what are your thoughts? Is Mickey Mouse from the Sonic Universe? Let us know on Facebook. Leave a like and comment on this episode. Say, no, Mickey Mouse is not part of Sonic. And no, I refuse to admit that J.R.R. Tolkien was a Sonic fan. Or, in 280 characters or less, on Twitter, at us, at PlotSpackle, and let us know exactly who your completely 100% original Sonic creation is. Please, no copying without permission. Or... If you have your enti- if you have your whole thing about how Pretzel Lady should have been a Disney princess because she has woodland animals as her friends now, but hasn't been bought out by Disney, but is somehow connected via the Mickey Mouse the Mickey Mouse connection earlier, you can write us your crazed conspiracy theory and send it to us in an email. Plotspacklepodcast at gmail.com.